Hello, and welcome everybody to the Last Ones in Podcast. I am Dry Archuleta, joined today by Robbie. Hi. And E. Hello. And today we are starting watching season one of Fargo. Wow. I have the case in my hand right now. I'm looking at the case. In his hand. It feels substantial. I don't actually know why it feels so heavy. <laughs> it's probably because there's multiple discs in there. There's like three, but it's weird. Many, three discs many? are heavier than one disc. That's true. That's scientifically proven. Those ones are filled with lead, too. Well, yeah, that's how it's... That's why they taste better. Yeah. It's right there on the front. Tastes way better. It's like, you know, when, like, Nintendo started talking about, like, oh, we put, like, anti-caking elements to make the thing taste bad. Uh, and then you instantly need to lick it to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they tried that with the Blu-rays. They were like, okay, what if we just put lead in it? <laughs> but we don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nintendo didn't tell anyone they put the stink chemical. That's true. I, I had tasted it before. That was even well known. I, my favorite part is that you did taste it. Like, mm-hmm. I, a reasonable human being, heard, hey, it tastes like shit if you try and lick it. was like, okay. I won't lick it then. And I was like, oh, does it? <laughs> yeah. You got to find out, man. I'll never know you what You got to know for like. yourself. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, wa- we, we watched the first two episodes of season mm-hmm. one. We will be watching this for a couple of months here. One month. We could we could make it a whole month. It would be a That'd be awful. long, awful month, though. <laughs> and also, it'd be weird because you're gone for the next bit. Yeah. Yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> yeah, it's um, just going to be... Me and E and possibly a guest star. If we want. Who, who knows? It's up to Maybe. you guys. It's all on you guys. Find out next week. We're going to call Drya when he's, when he's gone. <laughs> and like so what you think of that episode? I'm, I'm not even there. I don't even know what you guys watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's your hot take on it? It's 2 a.m. The place I'm going will have a mic set up, but <laughs> that's, I'm not doing it. I'm on vacation. <laughs> a couple of disclaimers here. I have seen all of Fargo, season one, two, three, and four. A few times. I love this show quite a bit. And the movie. I've seen the movie twice. I've only seen the movie twice. The movie is my least favorite of all Fargo things. <laughs> e, oh, I have shown him season two. Yeah. Because at the time, season one, two, and three were out. And I was like, season two is the first in the timeline, technically. So we should start there. <laughs> season four came out. It's even earlier than two. Yeah. So for the the one reason that we started with two was yeah. immediately incorrect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Robbie, you've seen the movie. Right. Yeah, I've only seen the movie. Okay, so here's the thing with this. Technically, the movie is canon to everything that happens in the show. Every season of the show is connected in one way or another, whether it be a direct character or storyline that goes forward. They're all connected in one way. The movie is connected to the first season, though I won't reveal that yet. It is a big plot point. But you wouldn't remember it unless you had watched the movie recently, I think, quite honestly. That's fair. We'll see. And there are also quite a bit of uh, homages and nods to the movie in season one because they wanted to remind you, hey, this is still like, this came from a movie. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll be watching this uh, for a few-ish months here. We're going to try and do two every time we do it. But if we wind up having more time somehow on one, we might do three. It just depends. I mean, how many episodes are there? Ten in the whole season. Okay. So. That'll be five months. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I'm going to read the back of this box. This is encompassing what this whole series is supposed to be, or entice you into it at the very least. So here we go. 
The Coen Brothers Best Picture Oscar nominee transforms into the season's most talked about TV debut. Fargo features a new true crime story, quotes, quotes him that by the way, and new characters. Wait, wait, which part's quoted? True crime. Okay. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> story. <laughs> That's how dry I would describe the shows I watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all chilled in the trademark dry wit, murderous mayhem, and Minnesota nice of the original classic film. Oscar winner Billy Bob Thornton stars as Lorne Malvo, a manipulative master criminal who changes the life of insurance salesman Lester Nygaard, played by Martin Freeman. Gus Grimley, played by Colin Hanks, and Molly Silverson, out played by Allison Tom Tolman, are the small town police officers who join forces to uncover Lester's secrets and stop the relentlessly destructive Malvo. Wait, wait, I feel like some of that hasn't happened yet. It all has. I feel like we never learned the guy's name. His name's not really the important part. I don't know. <laughs> what if that's like the, the thing, the big reveal? It's not. It's like it's like a giant like cork board, and when like they put the final needle in, it like spells out Lorne. Lorne. <laughs> it was the producer behind SNL this whole time. Wow. Uh, so yeah, that's the description for the whole series. I think it's fine. I can't. I can't vouch for it. It's accurate as to what these two first episodes are. Fair, but also the show's like way more than that because <laughs> it's a show. It's hard to describe an entire. Yeah, I didn't season. even brush up on when Lester does a backflip, which is quite frankly stunning cinematography all around, and you think they would. You would think, right? It's just all of the ball- ballerina. What's the gymnastic? <laughs> Gymnastics. That's the one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that guy did seven years of gymnastic training just for this seven, this role. It's seven gymnastics, seven whole gymnastics. Um, Martin Freeman, of course, very very famous man. Billy Bob Thornton, also extremely famous. Yeah, that's uh, a name that is remembered. <laughs> it it yeah. actually is. <laughs> it, it really is. <laughs> so I yeah, he's probably mostly famous in the eighties and nineties, but he's still definitely remembered. He's still a huge name in Hollywood. Yeah. Um. Fargo's one of those shows to where FX was just like, let the creator do whatever the fuck they want. So it didn't have, it doesn't have like a cadence to when series come out. They do one and then he's like, when I got a new idea, I'm going to do another one. Guys, so there we go. Every time he visits in Minnesota. Well, season, okay, so season one came out in 2014. Mm -hmm. Season two, 2015. Mm Mm-hmm. Season 3, 2017. Mm-hmm. Season 4, 2020. <laughs> and then season 5, hopefully this year. <laughs> Maybe. So, that's, that's what that is. I guess we should start off with episode 1. Or rather, since we're starting a series here, I'm going to go on with Robbie here. Okay. On what, what your interest level is going into this so far. It's kind of varying. I think with episode one, it kind of like peaked a little bit. And then like, because they're doing some world building and some storytelling for season two, it was kind of dying down a little bit. To Damn, Robbie two. already got to season two. <laughs> yep. All the way to season two. <laughs> Just been watching flybys. Yeah, it's definitely what they're called. <laughs> uh, well, you guys are watching the episode. <laughs> Robbie's just been on his phone watching it at like 20 times speed. <laughs> it's like, here's the important bits. But uh, no, like episode one, like it 
gives like a very interesting like idea of like what's going to be happening and what's going to happen going forward and everything. And then they like I said, did some world building in episode two, which was a little bit of a slower episode, but it is. If I had to give it like a one out of ten rating, I'd probably say like right now my interest is probably about like a six, maybe a seven. Okay. Okay. Um, it's like okay, things are getting interesting. Like it's not to it's not to hook me in and like want to see what's going to happen later on in the storyline. I wouldn't ever call Fargo an action show. No, no, it's even not. in its best moments, uh, it is not an actiony show at all. It's a lot of people talking. Yeah, that's what it, the show a, is. It's a lot of just people talking in a diner, or like kind of dry humor happening here and there. Yes, yes, lots of dry humor. I think it when it goes into like actual drama stuff, it pulls it off really well, though. Yeah, and that. that is due to the actors involved being able to take that material and really elevate it, I think, actually. E. Hello. Where's your excitement level for this? I'm going to give it like an eight. Probably. Okay. okay. I think it had a very strong hook at the start. Uh, I think it's actually a really, really good uh, concept that they brought up in the first episode. Yeah. I'll say my my stuff might just be elevated from watching Fargo season two, so I like I know what to be like expecting for the most part in terms of writing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, this is a pretty good good hook. Yeah. So another thing here ah. um, that I don't think they ever actively say who these characters are because you're supposed to watch season one then too. Um, <laughs> our protagonist in season two is the old man. What? But the younger, the guy who runs the diner in this. Oh, what you were saying? Season two takes place like thirty years earlier, right? I'm just, place I'm 70s. just kind of confused because something specific happens to who I would say is the protagonist in season two that makes it kind of confusing to me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sure you'll explain it better to me when we get there. I think it does go into some of that, and so like if you've watched season two, you'll be like. Oh, like that's that's where all of this went for him, huh? So when when we get there, I'm interested to see what you, what your thoughts are when it gets to. That Maybe I'll get stuff. more confused. Maybe you might get more <laughs> confused. We'll see. Hmm. Curious. So episode one is titled "The Crocodile's Dilemma," which I don't I don't know why. Sounds like a philosophy thing. Yeah, probably. Maybe, uh, maybe it's like the scorpion and the toad. What's that? Uh, it's the scorpion. It's the old fable. There's a scorpion at a riverbed. That needs to get to the other side, and the toad is there. The scorpion asks the toad if he'll take him over the other side, and the toad says no, because you'll stab me. And the scorpion says no, because if I stab you, we will both die. So the toad's like, okay, that's fair. So the toad begins bringing the scorpion to the other side, and the scorpion stabs him. (laughs) The toad asks, why did you do that? And the scorpion says, I'm sorry, it is just in my nature. Huh. I was going to go with the stupider philosophy. I was going to say it's because he has all them teeth and no toothbrush. I don't think that's a philosophy, Robbie. <laughs> I think that's it just is a, a way of life. I think that's just Dariah's life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's also a quote from Waterboy. Okay, yep. I like ease more. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> so I'm going to guess it's probably like a thing like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems about right. Um, so yeah, I guess let's jump into episode one here. It starts off with us just watching a guy driving down the road, mm-hmm. and it's Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. And then deer happen. Yeah, hits a deer, goes, swerves off the road, deer's all dead-like. Guy jumps out of the trunk, just about naked, and runs off into the wild, and uh, Billy Bob Thornton doesn't follow him. Nah, it's not important. 
it is, but it isn't. <laughs> I feel like there's just one of those things like you didn't follow him because it's Minnesota in the middle of winter. She's yeah, like, you know what? He's in his underwear. He's not going to get very far. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to. Hypothermia sets in quick. Yeah. A lot faster than most people want to think. <laughs> Especially when you're just in your underwear. Well, somebody's underwear. And you're underwear. running at full speed. He was in somebody's underwear. We don't know it was his. Just, I, I, that's I assume the, that's his? The, that's the thing that we'll figure out in the last episode. <laughs> that's the cliffhanger. Maybe? That's what solves everything. It's like get, someone like puts up the uh, the underwear on a pencil at the end and like... You says see, Rosebud you... on the crotch. <laughs> There we go. That's actually that was much better than my joke. <laughs> um, we then uh, I, I believe we go to being introduced to Lester. Lester at this yeah. point, yeah. Lester and, and his wife Pearl. Yes, and he's home eating tomato lunch, tomato soup, tomato soup, and grilled cheese. Which here's a little thing that I like about this because it, it through their conversation, she's like, "Oh, I, I wish that you were better at everything." Basically, and like mm-hmm. just very passive aggressive, like, ah, oh, your brother's so much smarter and better and more successful, and he's way younger. I got a raise, even. Yeah. yeah, he just recently got a raise. My mom keeps on telling me that I just married the wrong, whatever his last name is, Nygar. Nygar. Yeah. Um, the name is very purposely very close to yes. what you're thinking, by the way. Yeah. There, there's a lot of references to that in the show because that's just an easy way to make fun of this dude, basically. Um. So, introduced him. One of the subtle things I like, because she's very clearly kind of hates him, is that his grilled cheese is burnt, and hers are perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and I I only seen that this time going through it. And I I love that. That's such a small little dumb detail. How do you know he doesn't like his grilled cheese burnt? I, if he even, no matter how he liked his grilled <laughs> cheese, I don't think he'd have enough guts to say it. <laughs> that's he likes kinda- it burnt because that's how she makes it. That's the kind of person Lester is. He's the kind of guy who just gets walked on. Yeah. Well, uh, the only thing that I noticed... Oh, go on. I was going to say that another key thing you pick up in this one is Lester is very not attentive to the actual conversation at hand. Yes. And getting distracted by the washing machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always has something else on his mind, something else worrying him, something that's bothering him, no matter what he's doing. There's just something else. I was going to say, the most thing that I uh, noticed with the grilled cheese, I didn't notice like how cooked that they were, but that is a nice little detail that they put in there. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was that he had like one little half slice of uh, grilled cheese, and then she had like three slices on her, so it was like she made two of them and then gave him half of one of the sandwiches and took the other three. In her defense, he didn't even fucking eat the thing. It's true. Yeah. He just ate his soup and then walked off. So. What yeah. kind of what kind of monster eats tomato soup with a grilled cheese sandwich and doesn't even eat the sandwich? He'd even dip it. The tomato soup, when you're eating a grilled cheese sandwich and tomato soup, the tomato soup is literally just a dipping agent for the grilled cheese. Yeah. Tomato soup is not good enough on its own to no. like eat. It's tomato and salt. It's not what it's not what you want ever. <laughs> you want that bread and cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what you speaking of bread and cheese, by the way. Jack in the Box has this thing where you have a grilled cheese as the top one. It's horribly disgusting and gross. Please go get it. <laughs> or go to a like an. It's a horribly burger. disgusting. Please go try it. You can yes. also go to a burger place, which does that, like a specialty burger place. I think that's a fairly common thing. Is is that a common thing? Yeah, I've oh. been to a couple places that there, do that. I, I've been to a place or two where you can get grilled cheeses as the bun. I think the big difference is, is like the places that you're talking about. It's like a fifteen or sixteen dollar sandwich. I'm pretty sure at Jack in the Box, if it's 
Listen, if it's more than ten bucks, I'd be surprised. It's not going to be cheese if you go to Jack and Box and get a gr- the thing. It's going to be craft. Craft is technically not cheese. It is not cheese. It is legally, si- it is they legal. legally can't call it cheese. <laughs> it's legally not cheese, <laughs> which is why they're called craft singles and not craft cheese. They used to call it craft cheese when I was younger. The more you know. But then they had to stop yeah. legally. <laughs> They were sued. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, Velveeta was called cheese whenever me and Dry were younger. And then ah. they just what, they just quietly took off the cheese and just the rest of the packaging was exactly the same. Yeah, it's just Velveeta now. Yeah. What is it? Fucking it's Velveeta. Velveeta. It's an alien <laughs> amoeba for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> it's something to make very, very hearty cheese soup or whatever mm. you call that. I make dip. Yeah, there we go. That's the word. <laughs> What? <laughs> Make salsa con queso that, you know, mm. if you leave sitting on the counter for too long, it just turns into a brick. Yeah, that's the stuff. <laughs> anyway, Fargo. <laughs> uh, so, Lester is walking on his way to work or back to work. I get the feeling he's on his lunch break here, but it could be a weird breakfast. I don't know how his life works. Uh, he's walking on his way to work, and he gets stopped. I feel like he's probably on his way home from work. Well, yeah, anything, it showed him doing the yeah, cause work. Yeah, because he was talking about how like he needs to get more sales and stuff like that in order to wow his boss so he can get a promotion and buy a new uh, washer for his wife or whatever. Yeah, And it did and the then, scene work. Yeah, it did the scene wherever he's right. like trying to upsell that couple. It's like, listen, I just want to put her on my insurance. And he's like, oh, but if you get the life insurance plus, like bad things could happen to you. You never know. <laughs> We've got to say, one of the shittiest jobs you can have is selling life insurance. Yeah, because like, no matter what, you're not going to feel like a good person, right? You're either, you're either not going to feel like a good person or you're not a good person. There's no in-between. Yeah, yeah. Because either way, it's just like, listen, give me all your money just in case somebody dies. Someone's going to die. Someone's got to die, right? It's just awful. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, a nice little thing about uh, Lester you learn here is that he does have verbal tics because he yeah. doesn't have... Because he's not confident. Yes. So even like trying to be, which really begs the question of how he became a salesman at all. But <laughs> sure. Someone like, probably talked him into it. Yeah. While he's trying to like sell it, he, he stutters a lot. He can't keep get out this proper stuff. The stuff I do all the time, honestly. <laughs> he's on telling the husband in all these awful ways he could die at work and. Just, yeah, it's just like dumb ways to die. <laughs> and they just kind of slowly walk out of the <laughs> so office. Good. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, so after that, he is walking home when he runs into a character's name who I can't Sam remember. Sam Ben Hiss. Ben Hiss. Hess. Hess. Yeah. Ben Hess. Hess. Yes. Ben Hess. Uh, Bob Hess? Might be Bob Hess. It's Hess. No. That was Sam. Sam Hess. That way, is, sounds the most right. It's Hess and Sons. It's the company, the trucking yeah. company that he has. So Hess is 100% correct. But he runs into them, and well, him and his sons there, and this is when you get introduced to his sons as well. Which I don't know how they seem like cartoon characters. Almost. I think they are kind of. I yeah. think they're actually Disney Channel like <laughs> actors. Oh, are they really? They. I feel like they're. I could be wrong. One like one especially the younger son. I think is on like a sitcom. Or at least was. Yeah. Um, they also do that on another movie I want to bring to the podcast at some point, but we'll get to that when we get to that movie. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, the older son will say something, and then the younger one will say literally the same it. exact thing. Just repeats it. A parrot. Mm-hmm. And the you very, very quickly learn that- Yeah, really quickly. Uh, Hess 
is just a garbage person. Horrible just person. the most garbage person you can... Think of the worst person you met in high school. The absolute worst. And then imagine they didn't change at all. <laughs> so the worst person I've ever met in high school. Yeah, yeah yes. that's the one. <laughs> and but now he's 40 and he's still terrible. Yeah. And he's just making fun of him. Goes into describing how... He used to, like, what's that broad that you used to be with in high school? You know, on junior prom or whatever, she went behind the bleachers and she just, like, gave me a tuggy. So such soft hands. They were very big hands. And whatever happened to her? Well, ma- married her for 18 years. Is that right? And <laughs> then the kids are like, oh, he embarrassed you, Dad. That's so embarrassing. But, like, I don't think that's how that works. No? I think it is. I mean, I think... I think it's probably worse for Lester than it is for Sam. I would think so as well. Yeah. But whatever. Point is... I know. One of them said tuggy, which I think is the worst way to describe a hand job. So... <laughs> could say a pulley. <laughs> That's arguably better. A rub-a-dub-dub? Yeah. I would, <laughs> that one's so absurd it works. A quacky duck? I don't believe that's true. <laughs> I think you just thought about choking the chicken and then just said a quacky duck. Yeah, I just thought ducks. <laughs> you know, squeezing the barrel. I still we can sit here I, and do this all day long. I literally still stand by. I think Tuggy is one of the worst ways you could describe it. It's an extremely juvenile way to describe it. Yes. Yeah. So he does. He ends up describing that. Gets embarrassed, and then just super goes into bully intimidation mode, and starts talking about how like he used to write his name on his fist and then punch it into Lester's face so that way everyone knew that he got beat up by him. And how he put Lester in a barrel and put him in the highway. Yeah, and put and just rolled him down the highway and Lester gets very very scared. Uh Hess does one of those things where bullies in movies do all fake the time, out. like the fake out like gonna punch you thing. Scares the shit out of Lester. Lester turns around, runs into a glass wall. Or I guess Window. window is what they call them. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> no, nah, not up there in Minnesota, eh? Those are just some glass walls, you see? Uh, and ends up breaking his nose and bruising both of his eyes. Which means he ran into it rather hard. Or fell on some rocks. Or fell on some rocks as well, yeah. And so the next shot we get is Lester at the hospital waiting in the ER to get helped. Yeah. Trying to drink a, some grape fago and can't get the can to his face because he doesn't want to touch his nose on accident yeah and so it zooms out and we see that billy bob thornton's character which is lauren apparently lauren uh he's there and you're like what's going on with this why is why is he here actually why? he hit his head oh right he did yeah. hit his head right because he hit his head whenever he was driving the car right when he right, hit right. the deer yeah when he hit can the relate can't you can relate actually can't you <laughs> yeah yeah. My my injury was much less uh, prominent. Yeah, yeah. Despite yeah. probably hitting my head a lot harder, but I imagine, yeah. Um, and so he's there, and they start having a conversation. Well, I say that it's Billy Bob Thornton's character just throwing himself into the situation, rather. Yeah, and it does start off with like, "Hey, can I have a sip of that drink?" So oh, you can have the whole can, and then like proceeds to drink the whole can in one gulp, chugs the whole thing. Yeah. What a monster! Who could possibly do something like Who that? Who could do a thing like that? <laughs> I mean, it is Fago, so. It is Fago. The fact that you don't throw up drinking Fago. Is that a real soda? Yeah. A real soda. That sounds awful. That is the soda, that is the official soda, or it used to be, the official soda of the Insane Clown Posse. How terrible. I think they were very, not very recently at this point, but I think that they were told to stop using Fago because they Fago didn't want that as their brand anymore. Why not? I don't know. 
But the thing for like Insane Clown Posse is they like would always say how much they love Fago and at their concerts they would just have a palette of Fago and they would just be constantly spraying Fago into the crowd. Apparently when you're at one of those concerts by the end of it you're covered in it. You're just sticky. a hard sticky syrupy mess and all over the floor and it's awful apparently. I'm so glad that I was never in a St. Cloud Posse van. <laughs> Besides that, Fago is just known for being cheap. It's like the Shasta of other states. Mm. It's. I think you can get like a liter for 60 cents. Mm. Maybe, Maybe at one point. Maybe at Fago. <laughs> at one point, yeah, you could. Yeah. Maybe not now. So yeah, they end up having a conversation, and he digs into why he's in the hospital and what happened. And he goes into like, well, I, I was scared. We ran into an old friend. Was scared. I wound up uh, embarrassing him because he, he, uh, him and my wife. And he like can't get the words out. And he's like, I don't think that that is. Hi- I don't think him being embarrassed is the thing that would be happening here. It's like, you know what I, I would do if somebody did that to me? I'd kill him. What? I but you couldn't. How would you do? Why would you ever do that? He's like, do you want me to kill him, Lester? What? No. Well, I was. What? Well, what do you mean? And then like the nurse comes up and like, hey, Lester, we're ready for you. Like, what do you mean by that? He's like, all I have to do is say the word. All I have to do is say yes or no. What do you want me to do here, Lester? He's like, what? I can't. And just give me a yes, Lester. <laughs> and he's like, I And he walks away eventually. Well, what mostly happens at that one is because, like, she was like, come on, we have a room ready for you. Like, we're yeah. really busy right now. I was like, well, hold on just one second. We're going to give the room to somebody else. Do you want it? Yes. Yes. Just give me the room. Like, he, he does that. So. Yes. So he ends up going to take care of his nose instead of giving a direct answer or continuing the conversation, which um, Lauren takes as a sign. Yeah. He just takes that as <laughs> a yes. Didn't say no. Didn't say no. Uh, so later on, you see, this is jumping ahead of it, but that's fine. Uh, is you, it? Is I don't remember. <laughs> it's, it's all blurs, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm being honest. I've seen it so much. Um, goes to a nightclub. And actually, that's not what happens first, is no. it? What happens first is he goes to his brother. To, well, no, he goes to Sam's. Well, yeah, he does go to his brother's, but that guy goes to Sam's shop, too. Yeah. Yeah. Can't remember which one happens first, whether. Doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. We'll say it's the same time. Yeah. Exact same time. They put both. <laughs> it's like the new TikTok videos where they put two things on the screen. A barrel crasher in the corner or whatever the fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any mobile games anymore. <laughs> They put Flappy Bird in the corner. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. Honestly. <laughs> you, can't, you cannot download Flappy Bird. Yeah, I was going to say, it would be more what? impressive as they have Flappy Bird. You, you, Wait, what do you mean? What? You haven't been able to download Flappy Bird in like eight years. I thought he'd put it back on. No. No. Oh. A lot well, of offshoots and like people who uh, made versions that were like Flappy Bird, but not the actual Flappy Bird. He's decided not to be rich, huh? He did get rich. Oh. But he hated all the negative publicity it got him. Huh. So well, there he you just kind of said no. Weird. Well, good for him, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah. He goes over and goes to Hessen's sons, and he's talking to the sons, and he figures out very quickly that the younger one is very, very stupid. And just kind of almost immediately gets them to fight with each other without even trying. And then Hess comes down, and he has all these goons with him, and this clear lawyer type as well. And Hess asks him what he wants, what he's doing there. And he's like, I just wanted to come and uh, check you out. He goes to like threaten him. He's like, I should beat the crap out of you. And he like looks over his shoulder to the lawyer. And the lawyer's like, no, no, no. Uh, which I love that part. Yeah. <laughs> and 
then he looks back over and he's like, I'm going to let you go today. He's like, okay. Because I'm, I'm in a good mood. He says, like, I'm in a good mood or something stupid like that. Yeah, like, he's like, okay. I see that it was. I see that you have a you had a head injury today. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> you're probably not the most sound of mind. Yeah. He's like, all right, came to look at you. All right. Talk to you later. And, <laughs> and then just, leaves. <laughs> I didn't yeah. think he says that. He just, like, just came here to check you out and then just, okay, and walks away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, then Lester's visiting his brother. His brother's house is just the better version of his house, though. His, uh, and he has his son. Yeah, that's just there. Just a son. Oh, that'd be me, really. Yeah. So there's an E. <laughs> there's there. me. Uh, <laughs> More than really, I should admit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just going through all the normal things of like, oh, my life is so much better. Blah blah blah. The normal thing you get in these kind of shows yeah and i think like, probably like the most profound thing which is probably just a way to make be offensive was whenever he's like yeah i think my son's got the autism when they walk into the i mean that's yeah. how people talked about it back then yeah it's, yeah. it's true uh, I, some people talk about it now that way actually yeah um but one of the things that i think is just the mo- there's tons of gore in this episode and whatnot but the thing i find the most disgusting is that Lester's brother's just massaging a skinless ham. Oh, yeah. It's so gross. I was going to ask if you ever tried that. No, it's dis- it looks disgusting. It looks <laughs> just disgusting. With that, yeah, and the kind of sound that's going along with it. it. Ugh. You, put, you keep the skin on ham, man. I feel like people who do that are the type that would put just put it in jello afterward. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Ugh. Man. You know, because it would just be weird to slow cook it instead of massage it. Living in the 70s must have been awful. You didn't have much options. This takes place in 2006. No, I know, like, he, Dry's talk, because I talked about the Jello. Jello thing. Oh, okay. It was very popular in the 70s, yeah. just Jello-izing everything. Uh, I mean... Weird. <laughs> it, did people encase ham in Jello in the 70s? Literally anything. Yeah, anything was in, in Jello. You want, a, you want a Caesar salad? What would be that Caesar salad in Jello, Robbie? Gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the thing you did for some reason. Food did not taste good. Yeah. yeah. If you were white. We <laughs> should specify... <laughs> Because I guarantee you, I, I, in the seventies, the Mexicans had it going on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it goes over there. Eventually, Lester's brother like, let's go out to the garage. And that's where he says, "My my kid might have the autism." Yeah, he's p- pisses in jars. Yeah. Um, ends up showing Lester his guns, and then pulls those guns to the side, and there is a huge fucking automatic M five. No, it's giant M two forty nine. I think is what it was, which is like. I think it shoots like thirty out six rounds or something like that. He like, like two hundred seven hundred and seventy six bullets a minute or something like that. It's not that important. No, it was a yeah. big fucking ridiculous gun. Think of like a Rambo gun, basically. It, yes. it definitely wasn't an M sixty, but same idea. Yeah, and yeah. He like tries to hand it to Lester, who immediately drops it because he's Lester. Yeah, yeah, and gets angry at Lester, <laughs> and that's when his brother just immediately goes in accusation mode. He's like, you know what? Your wife said that you were just standing there in the mirror just with a toothbrush in your mouth. You weren't even brushing your teeth. You just in there like you had rabies or something. <laughs> my favorite thing here, Lester's like, oh, he's like, what, are you depressed or something? He's like, maybe if I am depressed or not. It's a, I was didn't get much sleep last night, so it's none of your business why I was standing there. Like, it's a bit, it's so dumb, so weird. I love it, though. I mean, and, like, just one of the harshest lines of, like, you know, at work, everyone talks about their older brothers and how they always look up to them. When they ask me, I tell them you're dead. Yeah, he's like, I don't tell them about you. Sometimes I say you're dead. <laughs> Just like so fucking Just, Yeah, it's a super fucked up thing to say. Yeah. Uh, I find that hilarious line, though, because of how it's it is. It's so insanely awful. Yes. Yes, that's why it's funny. Um, 
and then cuts. Punches his brother. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, because it yeah. cuts them driving away and like, I can't believe you punched your brother. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, what do we get to? I think then we get to the uh, the strip club. Yeah. And Hess is in there doing his thing. We end up seeing him get to a, get a lady. Uh, go into a back room that is just yeah. a storage room, and they're doing the do. Ah, uh, you in betcha. The Keep room. going. Like, with that enthusiasm, which is great, because it even looks at her that, face. That's probably just, my favorite joke in the entire episode, just because yeah. that, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good, yeah. Yeah, keep going. There you go, boy. Yeah, there it is. And just emotionless face. It's good, so good. Um, while that's happening, Hess gets stabbed in the back of the neck, falls over, bleeds everywhere, and you just see that it was Lorne, uh, who's, I, I think that's who it was, right? That's who we say. That's his name. That's our decision. That's our decision. <laughs> That's what we're calling him until further notice, anyway. <laughs> Lauren. Okay, great. L-O-R-N-E. Oh, yeah, great. Uh, and Lauren is just standing there, and he, like, looks, and he just walks away. Because that's... As one does. That's his character. Lauren's really good. Lauren's really good. The way Billy Bob Thornton plays him, he's, like, the weirdest fucking dude, and just Has, very calm like, about all of it. He has, like, that calm intimidation to him, but I think Billy Bob Thornton just in general has that. Yeah. But they also gave him the haircut of Harry from Dumb and Dumber. But, yeah, it's somehow he's still intimidating even with that haircut. Yes. I mean, you could be intimidating with, every, with whatever you look like. There was a... What movie? The guy who tells you to flip a coin. Oh, oh Country for Old Men? Yeah. yeah. That's funny you bring that up. Uh, same writers and directors of the Fargo movie. That's <laughs> The Coen brothers. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, maybe they just like nerdy hair that is very intimidating. Maybe they just like subverting killer tropes. Maybe. Maybe. They didn't have much to do with the show. Ah. Uh, what's his name? I can't even remember the guy's name, but he also runs another FX show. Uh, or did. I think it's canceled now that Disney owns FX or something, but... Fuck Disney. Yeah. Um, another thing that I want to bring up about Lorne and his character is we see him get to a hotel room. Mm-hmm. And this is like the... F- one of the biggest times you see him that he just likes to incite chaos on everything. That's just his fucking thing. He loves chaos. He so goes, he's super calm, but he like he gets other people to do his bidding in a weird way. Yeah, he goes in there. He uh, sees that this little uh, one of the employees there, this kid, is very very dumb. She's like yelling at him about how he he can't he can't just take the sheets off of one bed and put it onto another. He's like, I shake him out first. Like, get out of here. Um. You're dumber than a clam. A shell. clam. You're dumber than a clam shell. And tells him to get out of here, and he does. And then he's like, "I would like to rent a room." And this is one of my favorite parts in this because it just so shows stupid. that he just doesn't give a shit about anything. He's just there to fuck with people. Is she starts like, "Do you have any pets?" And like, uh, I don't know what's considered a pet. Like, well, what do you mean? Like, uh, is a fish a pet? Well, are are uh, are the amoebas? Oh. Or rats? So what if I, I have spiders? What if I collected spiders or what if amoeba? I had bacteria. Or what if I had bacteria? She's like, well, bacteria is not a pet. Could be a pet. Do you have bacteria as a pet? No, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know what your policy is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ends up getting a room. I mean, he's going out there. Uh, runs into the kid shoveling snow outside. He's like, you just let her talk to you like that? What do you mean? Like, well, I mean. Well, I wouldn't let anybody talk to me like that. One time somebody talked to me like that. You know what I did? What? I peed in their gas tank. Car didn't drive straight ever again. That work? 
Yeah. And he goes into his hotel room, looks outside, and the kid starts peeing in her gas tank. And then calls the front desk to say that somebody is peeing in a red car's gas tank out there. It's so good. <laughs> it's just so good. And one little small detail I liked about that scene was like she tells him to go shovel snow and like he shovels snow and then like puts it right in front of where he's shoveling. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just like making a bigger pile in front of him as he's shoveling. Yeah. Nart to sh- nart, nart, narf. Narf. <laughs> not the sharpest crane in the box. No. 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 Uh, I just like that scene. It's not terribly important, but I just no, like it. it's no, fun. but it is chaos. Yes, which is fun. Um, the the I guess we should get to the cop characters in this. Yeah, Vern, Vern, and the other one, Molly. Man, how are you just no names, man? I don't. Yeah, think it I actually did. is Molly. I'm just guessing. Oh wow! No, I'm, not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting better with some names. I'm terrible with names. No matter what, I'm always gonna be terrible with names. I'm always better with names if it's not a generic white name. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I feel like Molly is a generic white name, though. Yeah, but she looks like a Molly. (laughs) Okay? She she looks like a generic white name. (laughs) Does she not look like Molly? She does. She does. Um, But yes, we are following the Molly character in and out throughout all of this. Uh, We see them investigating the car earlier on that Lauren was in, and... The chief of police, the sheriff, I'll call him, I guess, Mm -hmm. Uh, because I can't think of his name. Vern. Is it really Vern? I'm pretty sure it's Vern or Ven. Probably Vern, then. We're going to call him Vern. Yeah, we can just call him Vern. So the chief of police, Vern, is like- maybe? No, not Gale. We'll call him Vern. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to remember the name for long. Um, That's fair. So- uh, Vern is like, did you check this? No. And he checks and it's like, more clues. Like, did you check this? No. Checks it, more clues. Just tons and tons of stuff that like they didn't even bother thinking about or checking. And eventually finds footprints because the deer was put in the trunk and then follows footprints to the dead guy in someone's panties. And they're like, they just assume that that was the driver because why wouldn't you just assume that? It'd be weird if somebody brought him out here and killed him. <laughs> Because it didn't look like there was a struggle on him or anything. It just looks like someone hit their head while they were driving and then walked off into the uh, walked off into the woods and just uh, died of hypothermia. Exactly. Uh, it's a weird case, but it doesn't seem like it should connect to anything. Uh, so they kind of just ignore that and go about their business. You learn a little bit more about Molly. Uh, she has a father who Runs owns a, a diner. diner. And he was injured in a uh, routine stop. Just ended up getting shot in the leg on just a routine stop. Eventually found the people who did it. Not terribly important. I think that's also like one of the a nice thing about that character. Uh it's like, oh yeah, this thing happened. Now I run a diner. Yeah. He used to be a cop as well. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is he keeps on trying to convince his daughter to quit the police force and do something less and dangerous. Go ice fishing. Go ice fishing, because <laughs> being a cop is dangerous. Uh ice fishing's pretty dangerous too. It's cold. I don't know why people enjoy it. I don't get it. I just don't get it. You get it. fish. I know multiple people who do ice fishing. I don't. Why? You get fish. It's cold. On the it's fish. ice. Fish. Fish not aren't good. Fish not are good. Fish are not good. <laughs> <laughs> but they're fish. not. They're not tasty. They're, fish are not tasty fish. What? Fresh fish are tasty fish. Fresh. Mm, I wouldn't say fish. Fresh seafood is tasty. Fish. You ever <laughs> have salmon on a cracker? No. It's good. Have you? Yeah. What kind of cracker? I don't know. Some rich person cracker. 
a wafer of some kind. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It was, it was smoked salmon on a some cracker I didn't know. It was an hors d'oeuvre. Saltine. There was an umlaut <laughs> over the N. <laughs> there, was, there was an enye at the end, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just kind of learned that the cops are there. And seemingly the only two half-intelligent ones are Molly and Vern. Everybody else is just fucking... So okay, dumb. to be fair, we really only know about one other one. We re- yeah. played by Bob Odenkirk, which mm-hmm. uh, for anybody who Deputy knows, Bill, Deputy Bill, anybody who knows Breaking Bad, that was his big serious role breakout. He did comedy forever, way oh, yeah. before that. Uh, he actually had a show called Mister Show, which is just sketch comedy yeah, that he did like hilarious. in the early nineties. Mister Show was hilarious. Loved it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Bob Odenkirk plays the dumb care, the cop, dumb cop. And I think it's like I didn't even realize it was him at first because he's wearing that dumb hat and he doesn't look like well, with the mustache and the hat. He does not look like Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. She's like does like the whole or that whole sketch of like, oh, yeah, like had to go throw up. Hope he didn't throw up in here. Oh, no, not in here. I just had to walk outside. It just felt like a waste because our wife made spaghetti last night. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, they have that conversation while investigating uh, the, the dead hef. body. The hef. Dead yes. body. Hess. Yes. Heifer. <laughs> the Hess's dead body. And Molly's like, what should I put as the cause of death? And Vern like goes over and he's like touching life's like put self-evident. <laughs> and then yeah, there's that uh just like questioning a bunch of what happened and like I wonder if it's related. You know, we heard about him possibly being part of the, the drug trade or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the stuff over in Fargo. Um which is kind of my favorite thing about Fargo, by the way, is almost none of it takes place in Fargo. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't need to. Uh, Just in the general area. Yeah, it's Minnesota. All of Minnesota looks the same. It really. I. I. This is probably not even filmed in Minnesota. I don't know, <laughs> but I believe it. It's probably Nebraska. Probably fucking Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure does probably most likely. Um, but yeah, investigating that case, and Vern's like, "Oh shit." This is this is a uh, Hess. That was Chris crazy, and then all the stuff with the uh, being attached to her mob stuff and whatnot, or the rumor of it anyway. Mm-hmm. No definitive evidence. Yes, no evidence towards that. Just uh, you know, small town rumor. Yeah, we get some great scenes with Hess's family, uh, with the wife being like, "I fucking hate him. He left me with nothing." Like the rich wife stereotype kind of thing. Well, he was cheating on her. Yeah, no, they're both terrible people. Let's yeah. not let's not get it twisted. Uh, <laughs> but to be fair, the entire time when she's like talking about how she's so distraught that he that her dead husband was cheating on her, she's like pulling on her shirt to make sure she's showing enough cleavage to the cops. Yeah, and like making sure her hair looks nice the entire time, and like doing her makeup and all this other shit. Yeah. So Molly and Vern the next day go over to talk about it, question things going on, and while they're doing that, Eldis uh, uh, gets a phone call. Yes. And that phone call happens to be from Lorne. Mm-hmm. Uh, just stir in the pot some more. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I'm the guy reading the will. Yeah, I'm the attorney that's yeah. reading your father's will. It looks like he left everything to the youngest son. It a tough luck, huh? <laughs> I like the part where he's like, and I quote, I leave all of my belongings <laughs> to my youngest and favorite son. <laughs> So dumb. Good luck out there, sport. (laughs) Yeah. And then while the cops are questioning the mom, the oldest takes the youngest outside. And I love how you see it, because you just see it through the window. 
He like grabs a hockey stick and they're on the other side. And you just see him like hit him with the hockey stick, hit him with it a few times more. And then Molly's like, Chief! Runs out there. 412. Yeah, 412. Just runs out there. Fucking tackles the kid. <laughs> good. So like flying tackles him. <laughs> so good. He had a weapon. He, he did. He had a weapon. <laughs> Assault with a hockey stick. 417 or whatever. <laughs> 420. 420. Assault with a hockey stick. Um, so that ends up happening. And then to jump forward a whole bunch here, we go to Lester Home. Mm-hmm. And he is trying to repair the washer because the washer has just been this huge thing with them arguing about. I I do want to mention something because before okay. this he meets Lorne at a diner. Yes, he does. Yeah, and he's like, Lorne, what the fuck? Did you kill him? And he's like, I didn't. Why did you kill him? And he was like, I I didn't fucking kill him. He's like, I asked oh, you, and you sounds you like a tragedy. It's, it's like, why would you do that? It's like you told me to. I didn't tell you to. You didn't say no. You no, never said. I'll, I'll it, go to the cops. No, he was like, in a court of law. That would. Who's talking about a court of law? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we're in the court of law. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, well, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take it to somebody. He's like, why would you? Why would you take it to somebody? You you killed him. Well, I didn't kill anybody. Well, then why is he dead? Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> but something I like about this is you learn. The motives behind Lorne, which is just that he's fucking insane. And like, <laughs> he's like, we were gorillas, you know, like survival of the fittest. I'm just going back to the roots. Yeah. <laughs> so every now and then you got to show that you're still a monkey. Like, that's his whole thing. As far as our, we're aware. He's just fucking chaos, man. That's his whole fucking thing. <laughs> and he's like, you know, sometimes you got to be a man. You got to, you got to stand up for yourself, you know, uh, Lester. And Lester is like, <laughs> yes, and then leads into Lester yeah. at home repairing. Trying to repair the washer. Yes. Uh, ends up breaking it even more. And then his wife just starts going off saying how useless is, he is and how he's not a real man. And like how, This is why she, uh, she that, faces away during sex and all kinds of stuff. And then Lester looks over and he sees a hammer. He's like, if you keep going, I'm gonna, I'm telling you right now, just don't do it. Like, oh, what are you do? You hit me with a hammer. He, he does that thing. Well, you gonna hit me with a hammer? Bonk. Yep. Yeah, bonk. Hits her with a hammer. Starts bleeding out, and then he keeps doing. He's like, oh, oh gosh, oh jeez, oh jeez, oh, bonk. Oh, oh gosh, oh, bonk. oh no. <laughs> I, I find it's like a genuine because, like, you know, in a fit of anger, he hits her, and then he realizes, oh, I killed her. Yeah, yeah. So like, you gotta finish it off at that point. Gotta do it. Um. Also, one of the this leads into a really good moment because uh, one of the t- ticks he has is he he doesn't ever swear and he always goes like oh heck yeah until he calls up Lorne who gave him his number yeah <laughs> and he's like I'm in a bad now and she's like uh, Motel Six <laughs> yeah it's like oh can I have room twenty six please and then and then Lauren picks up. Yeah. Oh, I did a thing. Oh hell, I fuck. Oh, I messed up. <laughs> like I just like that. Like shows how much he actually did grow. Well, grow is a strong word for what happened to him. Yeah. But how he much changed. he changed. Metamorphosizes. <laughs> how much he crystallized it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Lauren's like, okay, uh, what's going on over there? Mm, okay, I'll be there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh-huh. yeah, he's he's like practicing what he's gonna do. To solve this, I guess. To solve this problem, yeah. He, from what we can see, we what I or at least I think what he was gonna do is kill Lorne 
and then mm. try to blame it on him. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's the Because like he's practicing, yeah. like pulling up the gun, like, why'd you kill my wife? Or yeah. something Why'd like you that. do it? <laughs> yeah. Because he also has a double barrel shotgun. Yeah. Uh, with just fucking birdshot in it, it looks like. Something. I mean, it's. I don't know what that means. Minnesota. Probably birdshot. Yeah. Is that spread more or whatever? Yeah. It's yeah. just a bunch of BBs. That's, that's literally like, like birdshot two... is like 200 BBs inside of a shotgun shell. It okay. probably is buckshot, honestly. Could, yeah, could be buckshot. Could be buckshot, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's doing that. And then all the while, while this is happening, um, Vern's having conversations about how he should go and interview Lester and stuff. Oh, well, Molly, actually. We, sh- we shouldn't take it away from her. You're right. You're right. Molly's like, hey, we really need to go and get on this. And yeah, Vern's- she was like, I, you know, I was thinking, like, it doesn't make sense for him to just crash his head and go all the way over there when he didn't have a single head injury on him. Yeah. And that we're probably looking for another guy. And, like, someone went into the hospital and talking was talking with Lester. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, uh, Lester would probably know who that person is then. He's like, I'll go talk to him. He's like, no, 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 you stay here. I'll go I know take Lester. Yeah, I know Lester. I'll talk to Lester. So he goes and picks up paint for his wife because there's this whole thing about how his, his wife's, wife's pregnant. pregnant. And he's almost, he's, he's got she... two more weeks on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it may as well be that, yes. But like how she, she can't figure out like what she wants to paint the nursery. And then no. she's like, you know what? I think I just want to paint in a nice white. He's like, okay, I'll go get some paint after work. What working. kind of white? Yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that. <laughs> it's it's very small moments that make Vern actually like very relatable and very fun to watch. Not uh, me. I always knew it was the color I wanted to paint walls. <laughs> uh but like I think Vern is just like instantly like very likable, actually. He's fun. Yeah. Um which which helps, I think, for the situation. Good guy. Good guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a good. It's what a, a small lad! I sure hope nothing happens to Vern. <laughs> it's a guy. You'd be like, that's a good guy. Yeah, that's what you say about that guy. <laughs> uh, so he goes over to interview Lester after getting this paint, and walks in, and he's talking to Lester for thirty seconds before he sees blood all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, Lester's not smart. <laughs> no, no, you can never accuse him of being such a thing. And he tells Lester, like, get the fuck down, get on the goddamn ground. Lester's like, there's not, nothing down there. No, there's nothing. I, there's nothing. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do I, it. I did nothing. Nothing is me. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, it's a way that I would see people actually panicking in that situation, though, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, uh, Vern sees the <laughs> dead wife. Yeah. And he's like, Lester, what the fuck? And Lester's like, <laughs> and then behind uh, Vern, you see Lauren with the shotgun that Lester had put to the side. Mm-hmm. And Lauren, bam, shoots him. Vern turns around and Lauren shoots, shoots him, him again. again. Dead. Vern's dead. Gone. Sheriff's gone. What a terrible way to go to be just because <laughs> didn't, didn't even actually kill him like when he got hit. Yeah. Yeah. He bled out. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, Vern's like, all right, anyone else? And Lester's like, no, that's that's it. She's down there. And he's like, okay, that's the basement? Yep. And I'm going to take a look. Lauren just puts the shotgun aside, goes <laughs> to the basement. And then while uh, Lauren is doing that, Lester gets up and sees more police lights yeah. coming. Because Vern had the chance to call in cops right before he died. and. He tries to go downstairs to get Lauren, and Lauren had disappeared. He ran off through the window. <laughs> and so Molly rushes inside, and she's, like, looking around because she sees that Vern is shot dead. She's looking around, and 
Lester, like, trying to come up with some kind of idea. Some kind of idea just so he doesn't get caught. He doesn't get in trouble. And he decides to run into the wall as hard as he can. <laughs> just knocks himself out. Just knocks himself out. And it works. <laughs> knocks himself out. Once again, Lester's not a smart man. No, no. Uh, and yeah, what happens next? Uh, I think Random after- stuff. Uh, one of the fun things that happens is Vern's, like, just speeding off. And Lauren. Another, or sorry, yeah, Lauren's just speeding off, and uh, a cop like tries to pull him over. Yes, and he's like, "Hey, uh, what you what you got there? Your license legislation?" And then Vern's just like, "You know, you're gonna look back on this day, and you're gonna look your daughter in the face and be like, I'm really glad I didn't go down the path of death today.' I actually really do like this scene. It's a good scene. Yeah, I, uh, I can't. Very I intimidating. Can't, scene. I don't know how to quote it, but yeah, yeah. he's like. Um, Listen, I can go through the entire trouble of telling you that, like, I forgot my license or whatever, or I'm borrowing this car, but I'm not going to do that. You're just going to go back into, inside of your cruiser, and you're just going to let me drive off, and it's just going to be that. I'm like, what, what do you mean? He's like, the trouble with things nowadays is on maps, there used to be roads, and on those roads it would say, here, here be, be dragons. dragons. But now, we don't have those maps anymore. But here be dragons. So, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to roll my window up, you're going to get in your car, and you're going to tell your daughter later that this was the night you almost went down the wrong road. He's like, what? And he rolls his window up and drives off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't know how I would respond in that situation. Right, what do you do? <laughs> uh, I love that scene so much. It's so good. It's very much that scene of like, did I just almost die? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and it introduces a new character to us, which I don't know his name at all. John. Gus. Gus? I, I believe it's Gus, yeah. And Gus has a daughter who and he's Gus talking on cool. the radio with the whole time. Um, What's the other big things that happen in this episode? Vern's dead. Yeah, Vern's dead. <laughs> Vern's, that's the big one. That's the big one. <laughs> I think that's pretty much the end of the episode, hey, isn't he wakes it? up in the hospital, doesn't he? No, that's the next episode. I don't remember when he does. They blend together. Yeah. Uh, So, could yeah. be. I feel like that was the end of the episode of him just kind of like sitting there like on the side of the road and like realizing he just let him drive off. I think that was the end of the episode, actually. The only other thing of note, potentially of note, is that he hides the hammer in the washing machine. Lester does. Yeah. 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 He does. Because before he ran to the wall, he was like looking at the bloody hammer and like decided he was going to hide it. Yeah. But good call. It's like, could I eat this? <laughs> you could certainly try. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's episode one of Fargo. Uh, I think this is like one of the best pilots oh, yeah. I've, it's I've up there. ever like, seen, maybe. It's definitely up there, because it does grab your attention of like, I feel like if they changed the ending, it could have just been like a movie within itself, like with everything yeah. that happens in that episode. Yeah, it totally could have been. It's long enough to be a movie. It's an hour and six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> they had an extra 20 minutes of like, oh, like Lester killed his wife. Like, why would you go ahead and do something dumb like that? It'd be just like Fargo 2. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. You could take 20 minutes out, technically. It would still legally be a movie. No, no, it would be an episode. <laughs> be an episode 40 show. minutes is the legal limit of a movie, at least. Oh, I hate you. Um, so, episode two. Uh, 52 minutes long. Uh, the title of the episode is The Rooster Prince. P-R-A-N-T-S or P-R-I-N-C-E? It's the Crocodile's Dilemma and the Rooster Prince. P-R-I-N-C-E. Okay. Yes. 
I that see. Is, yeah, I yeah. see why. Yes, <laughs> that is a reference to the fact that uh, Prince from Bullet Train is in this episode. <laughs> no, but it's true. <laughs> this, this was definitely before Bullet Train, not before the book. Not before the they book. knew that, that's they fair. saw it in the future. It's playing forty chess. The Conan, oh, man. the Conan brothers saw it. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think for me, like I said, because there's like oh, there was a lot. It was like pretty exciting episode. Had really good dark sense of humor throughout the entire thing. Yes, it does. Um, it also kind of has enough oh shit moments of just like how are they gonna move forward from this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, it does, like, it really sinks its teeth into you with that first episode. And the second episode, like I said, I feel is just kind of more, like, world building of, like, things that they have to kind of push forward of, like, okay, like, so after that happened, this and this and this and this have to happen. Yeah. So episode two is kind of everybody recovering from all of the deaths that have just happened. Yeah. Four. Four? Random guy in car. Hess. 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 Wife. Vern. And yeah, Vern. And Vern, yeah. Well, yeah. Four deaths. So yeah, four to deaths. Be fair, they're not mourning one of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> two of them? Yeah, no, one of them, technically. They're kind of mourning one yeah. of the two that I'm pretty sure you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, one of them, just random guy that froze to death outside. But yeah, like small town, nothing really happens, and then four deaths in one night. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Lester is kind of out there. We learn that he. Well, he wakes up in the hospital, and we learn that he got some buckshot in his yeah. hand. Yeah, like ABB in A-B-B, his hand. ABB, and he doesn't know how to take care of it, and he can't tell anybody about it mm-hmm. because then that would put him at the scene of the crime yeah, whenever yeah. Vern was shot. And his whole story is that he was in the basement, and he never saw who came in and shot Vern. So he can't, Or killed his wife. Or killed his wife. He has no idea who did it. He was it. knocked out, then his wife was killed, then Vern was killed, and he was spared for yeah. whatever reason. Yes. That's yeah. his story. He's uh, sticking to it. Yeah, and I guess to make it uh, really clear, the buckshot is in his hand. Yes, it is. Because it in. didn't clear his hand. Yes, so there's just one BB of buckshot just stuck in his hand. And you see it starting to get infected. <laughs> also, this hospital isn't doing a very good job if they didn't address that. Yeah, yeah. There's like, oh, no, it's mosquito bite, I guess. There's the... the... <laughs> <laughs> the whatever practice where like they just have to give you service regardless of what happened yeah there's a minimal the hippocratic oath is that the hippocratic oath i thought that's that you don't murder your patients I think well that too it's it, you don't cause harm to your patients okay. but i think it's one of those i think the hippocratic oath falls into it because you have to be silent about it. like you can't be telling people about the patients like what happened to them or like mm-hmm. why it happened kind of thing yeah yeah, but they did not. They do not legally have to tell the police or right. whatever. Legally, they do, they, yeah, they do not. Unless it is a knife or gun wound, then they legally have to. In Minnesota? In every state. Oh. Yeah. Knife or gun wounds, you have to be, because it could be from, who knows, it could be a murder attempt, could be gang violence, could be who knows what. So that's the one thing they legally have to say. Oh. Well, how do they know it was a gun wound? What if you fell on a BB? <laughs> Damn kids are playing with their BB guns outside. <laughs> That's the thing. I think with that, you could get away with being like, I, I have BB ricochet and hit me in the hand. I think you could get away with yeah, that one. But probably. Especially- this was be- well, I don't know, actually. I think in 06, it was illegal to use metal BB guns. Probably. In Minnesota, though? That's hard to say. I don't know. I don't know when they banned metal BB guns in states. That being said, it could just be very easily said, like, oh, yeah, some kid was playing with a BB gun and was shooting at some cans and hit my hand when I was walking by. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. 
That sounds like a plausible story. Is Lester smart enough to say that? Who knows? It was a metal hailstorm that hit me. <laughs> <laughs> I barely escaped. See, I was walking by the piano shop and metal was falling off the roof. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's happening. And then Molly is dealing with not having anybody in charge who's worthwhile now. Yeah. Bill is in charge. Because like, even before Vern's death, Vern was like, you know, you're going to be a pretty good uh, deputy. And she's like, what? What about Bill? Yeah, because he said you'd make good chief one day. Yeah. And she's like, like, yeah, what about Bill? He has seniority. And he's like, yeah, but Bill's not very smart. Yeah. Bill can't tell his left shoe from his right. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> um, and then before, since he didn't have anything written down or anything like that, uh, Bill, Bill gets it. Bill's now chief of police. And May he, God help us all. <laughs> he wants nothing to do with anything. He just, he instantly just believes everything's fine with Lester. Uh, he doesn't want to investigate anything. He's, He's just... sticking to the story that it was a couple drifters. Yeah, he he just doesn't care, or if he or if he thinks anything else is up, uh, he just doesn't want to be involved. That's his whole thing. I just think he's an idiot, but <laughs> he is definitely just an idiot. I think <laughs> that's probably just what the show wants us to believe. Yeah, yeah. But he is doing like the oh, it's just Lester. You can take him at face value. It's fine. It's the it's the thing of never assume malice when incompetence is a valid answer. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you see Lester kind of feigning uh grief. I don't. I don't think he's grieving at all at any point. Really. He's. I mean, he is still being Lester. Yes. He's not yeah. acting weird, really. No, he's it's the same amount of Lester as he was the day before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his brother's like, hey, Lester, you know, you could stay with us before you sell the house. And Lester's like, why would I sell the house? What do you mean sell the house? He's like, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> but if you want to be here while they clean your house and maybe sell it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which eventually in the episode, Lester does decide he wants to sell the house. Mm-hmm. Um. Which this is this is actually the, watching the show was the first time that I ever thought about it, and so I ended up looking it up because uh, it's just something I never thought about was what happens to the crime scene. It happens like in your house. Uh, the fact of the matter is nothing. You have to pay to get that cleaned. Like you have to get a specialized service and get them to come and clean it legally, hmm. on your dime. If it's your property, it's so fucked up. So yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Just blood or bullets or whatever the fuck happened. It's it's on you. Government is not made to assist the poor. Nope. No, it is absolutely not. In fact, or I guess the public in this sense. But mm. yeah. So anyway, everything's a mess, and he's like kind of just cleaning up and whatnot. But he's staying at his brother's until further notice. Really. Actually, that brings me another. Do they legally have to tell you if someone was murdered in a house? Yes. Ah, they do. Actually, what about um, if it's haunted, then I assume murder or death is implied if it's haunted. <laughs> uh, but yes, legally, actually, they do have to. There have been many cases to where a realtor didn't tell tell the people that somebody died in there, and they were able to sue that realtor and get a ton of money back. Ten bucks, a lot more than that. Because well, anything add one two zeros behind that. Yeah. Oh, oh, ten bucks. Yeah, that's the amount. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's because people are paranoid about like hauntings or religious reasons, or, or you just might not just like the, the idea of living in a murder just, house. You might just not like the idea of living in a murder house. Yeah, 
I don't I don't believe that a house would be haunted, but I just would not rest well knowing someone was murdered in my house. I might pay more if I knew it was haunted. <laughs> <laughs> have I got a bridge to sell you, Dryer? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to fight a guy at BuzzFeed for it, but <laughs> um so yeah. That's going on with Lester. Molly is just trying to deal with the fact of Vern's death and trying to help his wife. His wife through everything. The one that's pregnant. Yes. Um, just sort of doing whatever she can to help her in any in any of that situation. Uh, Molly ends up getting a bunch of advice from her dad. Uh, her dad's like, you know, f- this is a lot like fishing. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta clean the cuts now. <laughs> kind of, actually, yeah. Um, and Lorne is just being Lorne. He's just chilling. Yeah. Oh, well, also... There are two people from Fargo that came. Yes. <laughs> that might be a little important that's to pretty, know. That's a pretty big thing, actually. Two people from Fargo. They are both clearly in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them talks a bit, and the other one doesn't. Death. Maybe mute. One or the other. One or the other. Possibly both, actually. Possibly both. We don't know. All we know is that he only communicates through sign language. And I know that it is actual sign language, but I couldn't tell you if what the guy says he's saying is what he's actually saying. I guarantee you no, because there's a lot of times he does like 20 things, and then he's like, yeah, you said all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's one of those things like when a show has someone speaking in another language, it's probably advantageous if you know the other language. Yeah. But not necessary, obviously. I bet these scenes are super, super, super hilarious if you know ASL. One of my f- favorite things related to kind of that concept, Adventure Time. Oh, one of the characters, uh, like, just speaks like a weird language, and for, a lo- for most people, assume it was a made-up language. She speaks Korean. Oh, <laughs> and like, she actually says stuff that pertains to the story a lot of times, and there are a lot of stuff in there where like, she says one thing, but um, a character will translate it differently because she says something a little more like above who they're talking to, because. <laughs> Uh, the main character is like 12 years old. That's good. That's yeah. great. I like that. So, yeah. back to Fargo. <laughs> uh, the Haas Hess place, uh, he's like, no, no, I, I think it was this guy who came by and was like, I'm going to fucking murder you. Yeah, I think it was that guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> gave him like a rough description, you know, about five foot ten, blue, brown hair, brown eyes, had a short beard. Yeah. Mark on his head. Yeah, had a mark on his head. Yeah, so the... The two guys are in in the strip club. Get that description. Dark pointed directly towards a guy, and so they get him and they take him. But we'll come back to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, L- Lorne gets a package of his next drop or whatever. Yes. Yeah, so he is investigating. Uh, what he's supposed to be doing, really? Because no. uh, he he knows he has another case, but he doesn't know what it is yet. So he goes to the post office, and he was like. I forget the town name that he gives. Duluth. Duluth, yeah. yeah. He's like, uh, what's the name on it? Duluth. He's like, right, but what's your personal name? Duluth. Like, well, that, that's not that's not correct. That's, uh, I forget the exact words he uses. It's like, well, that's a town that we're in. He's like, yeah, it could also be a name. Like, well, can I get some ID? No. How am I supposed to give you your package if I don't have ID? Give me a package that says Duluth on it. We're in Duluth. Like, all, all the, the packages, packages technically have, say, say Duluth. Duluth. <laughs> like, you go back there, you find the one that says Duluth on it, you hand it to me, and I open it. 
And he's like, this is most, this is extremely peculiar. And then <laughs> Lauren goes back and is like, no, no, that that's like when I found a severed foot in my toaster. This is just odd. Yes, which I love that line. <laughs> uh, he opens the package and there's a book in there of just some guy. And then he goes through the envelope some more. A and wallet. A wallet. And it is a... Fake ID, I'm assuming. Uh, but the wallet that is there, I think, is hilarious because it is a, uh, what's that material that army people wear? <laughs> camouflage. It's a camouflage Velcro wallet. It's one that a 14-year-old would think is cool. Yeah. yeah. And he opens up. He's like, hmm, I'm a minister, I guess. The post officer's like, what? And he's like, uh, bless you, my son. Have a blessed day. Yeah. This <laughs> 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 is so good. And walks away, and you kind of start to learn what his next job is. Well, I think you actually do learn what his next job is. And you learn that it was very stupid. Um, ends up going through and investigating a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, goes and talks to the supermarket king the of The king Minis- of supermarkets. Yeah, the king of supermarkets of Minnesota. And he has this whole book, and it was his book that was in the envelope. Goes, talks to him, and he's like, somebody's trying to take all of my money for this, this, and this, and this exact amount. Uh, gives him the letter. Ends up going and talking to Supermarket King's ex or soon to be ex wife. Mm. And dude has a huge, spray, a terrible, terrible spray tan on. Yeah, they shake hands. The dude is not his ex wife. Dude is not his ex wife. No, <laughs> the ex wife is there. She just has a personal has a, trainer. Has a personal trainer, and the personal trainer has all of this yeah, uh, big, spray tan. As I say, they go to shake hands and like leave some of the spray tan on his hands. Like, sorry, dude, just got sprayed. Yeah. <laughs> um, talks to them for a little bit. Everything is extremely shady with them. They're very strange people. Uh, also, the Supermarket King's son is dumb. Uh, he really, really likes corny jokes. So that's like a connection. I don't remember if that's important for the rest of the series. Probably not, I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's going to be what solves the mist. Like, right next to the Rosebud panties, it's him. <laughs> and he tells a joke that, that only, only the, the murderer yeah. could have known. <laughs> Links the panties to the murderer. <laughs> there it is. Um, so, yes. Uh, the Supermarket King is important for my remembrance. Um, I mean, they got another A-listed actor to play the King of Supermarkets, so I would assume so. I don't know. They can, they can kill off. They, I think they have killed off A-listed actors already. Yeah, they killed off a, they killed off a Hanks already. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Colin Hanks. Colin Mockery. Colin Hanks, actually, I believe, does all of the voices for Woody for all the Disney games because Tom Hanks doesn't do them. I was going to say, wait. <laughs> yeah, so I think he actually does the voices for it. Huh. Um, Th- there's not a lot of Toy Story games, surprisingly. But more than you'd think. I think there's five, and one's supposedly good. And Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts barely now has a Toy Story in it. Yeah, yeah. Not- I heard Woody's the best part about that. Uh, the Toy Story stuff in the Kingdom Hearts. So. He is the best part. And he's like, I'm going to fucking kill Xehanort. Uh, <laughs> Xehanort. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Xenophobe. <laughs> Close enough. Actually, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's also one of the coolest worlds. So, anyway. My favorite is Tangled, where they go through the story of Tangled. And that's it. That's- and then they go to Frozen and do the entire story of Frozen. They even have all of Let It Go <laughs> in, in the game. It's just so funny seeing that after watching someone play through all the Kingdom Hearts game, and most of them are like fun little worlds where you do stuff not related to the movie, and then those two are like, no, we had to do exactly the movie. It's just the movie again, guys. <laughs> just yeah. it's Sora in the background. 
like uh, argue because Big Hero Six is in Kingdom Hearts Three. Arguably, the story in Big Hero Six is the sequel to Big Hero Six, actually, which is cool. Anyway, that's not important. What if they made a Big Hero like Seven? Six Two, and then like you had to have played Kingdom Hearts to understand the story? That would be really funny. <laughs> That'd be really funny, actually. Uh, but yeah, Lauren is interviewing and causes chaos. Ends up just through not being an idiot. Uh, notices that there is some spray tan on the note saying they it's uh, a very specific amount it's like i four, need three two one six yeah, yeah it's like, like four two thousand six hundred and thirteen dollars or something like that yeah like it's a super super specific amount um and then he like looks at the back of the letter and there's spray tan on it. he's like oh okay so it's just them <laughs> and then uh the bodyguard of the king of supermarkets comes out and he's like Hey, you step on my turf. I know who you are. You're the city bitch. And then uh, as this is happening, Lauren just goes and takes the shit. Yes. Which <laughs> is door such open a, and everything. Such a power move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just love, he's like, what are you doing? And then you just hear him like squeeze plop, the, t- yep. the turd. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, so dumb. Um, and yeah, I guess the other biggest thing that happens in this one is... Molly is grilling Lester. She really, really is. She's like, he is involved he's in hiding somehow. something yeah and so she's just grilling him trying to figure out anything at all um so we already she we know that she's on to him mm-hmm. and then we get a smaller scene with the cop that was in uh the end of the first episode we get a smaller scene of him going home to his daughter and, and having dinner yeah yeah burgers well, there's, and nuggets yeah mm-hmm. having burgers and nuggets and like showing that she has a ham radio and that's how she was talking to him beforehand and yeah kind of shows that like there might be something going on between him and his neighbor. It's weird. I feel like not. It's just a weird interaction for sure. Yeah, because like he just like getting dressed for dinner, like getting out of his uniform, and like he sees his neighbor. She's also getting she's getting undressed, and she notices that he notices her. So he looks away, and he looks back. She's like in her bra and panties, and kind of just standing in front of the window, just staring just doing at like him. a shuffle. He's like shuffled, shuffle, truffle, shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know. Apparently, his house has no blinds. Yeah. Or drapes. Yeah. Or the neighbors also. <laughs> yeah, they he just, should get that looked at. They it's a style choice. Right into each other's houses. Real weird. Anyway. Uh, yeah, we get a scene of him being like, you know I love you and I'll do anything for you and uh, I'm a good oh, person. Yeah. The daughter was like, yeah, we had an assembly where it was like, if you see someone getting bullied, stop them. Yeah. And she was like, what if they have a knife? Tell an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, God, I remember those assemblies. I don't. Surprisingly, they didn't work. Weird. No. I know. Did you tell an adult? I did. How that happen? What happened? They said, too bad. Said, mind your fucking business, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they said he would never do that. Like, well, why are you snooping in his business? <laughs> <laughs> they said snitches get stitches. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Then... The the big ending of the episode is the two bodyguards that came from Fargo, uh, and how you know they mean business being here, is that they drill a big old hole in the ice, and the guy that they were told was the, the guy who did the hit, or not even the hit, but just killed Hess. Um, That's how he, they said it wasn't. No, he said that was him. Yeah, they thought that it was, because remember they went and they talked to him, and like, he ended up pulling it, or showing him that he had a knife. It's like, oh, you like stabbing people? It's like, oh, you want to right, find out? No, but yeah, then he took him to the lawyer. The lawyer said no. But they still kill him. Yeah. yeah. You were saying that they thought he, like, at this point, they didn't think at that. This they point, just no. wanted to kill him because he's yeah. a dick. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they drill the hole in the ice. They throw him in the ice. He's in. That's that's how the episode ends. They kill him. And then it blinds you. And then every episode does just go into pure seething white hatred at the end of it. <laughs> uh, that's a good way to put it. That the every the end of every episode gives you snow blindness through your television. Yeah, just reminds me of when you like your your goggles are too fogged up while you're skiing. And you like take them off, and then you just blind yourself. <laughs> I don't know you that feeling, want, but <laughs> you ever want to know what would happen if you turned your TV into a flashlight? That's what happens at the end of every episode. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even have my backlights on. Imagine that the house oh, would have caught fire if you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the Fargo's episodes. Yeah, that's yeah. episode one, one and, and two. two. That's the show so far. Yeah, two like is, I said, yeah. go on. That was just two is shorter. Two is shorter. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like I said they're just like more world building of like, you know, introducing the two guys from Fargo coming in and like, yeah. you know, the big thing of them dropping the guy in the ice at the end of it. But like, it's just kind of a lot of talking back and forth and a lot of like Lester just like, oh, geez. Oh, man, what am I going to do now? Eh? No, he almost got antibiotics for his, <laughs> for yeah. his wound, but he didn't. In Tel Mall, it was questioning him like crazy. Yeah. He was and at the pharmacy like, when that happened. Yeah, and he's like, oh, but I got to get out of here. You got to stop talking to me about my dead wife. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess uh, episode one. What would you guys give that out of ten? Do we Are do we that? ranking every episode? That's sure. Why not? Fuck. I, I figure oh. we just rank the show overall once it gets to the ending. Can but... we do that? I, can't. I guess. <laughs> All right, thank you. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. As like a general opinion, the first one like it really sinks its hooks into you, and then it feels like there's probably going to be a handful of episodes that are a bit slower and like kind of building up to bigger things that happen later on in the series. Like that's the vibe that I'm getting of it so far. Yeah, sure, sure. But yeah. the first episode isn't one of the best openings to a show. Really it is strong. a very good opening. Like the only other ones I could think of is Breaking Bad's is also extremely good. Bob yeah. Odenkirk. Yeah, Bob yeah. Odenkirk also in that show. <laughs> uh, He's the secret ingredient. <laughs> uh, episode one of Better Call Saul not super strong. Uh, I'll I I probably won't get to that actually because Netflix is going to be like nope you can't share your password no you can but I think they're going back to they're just going to find a way to charge people now so you can but going to be three dollars or something I don't know three dollars a day who knows honestly man they're going to fucking try something anyway if you want to watch Fargo it is on Hulu it's <laughs> FX it's FX which FX on Hulu is a thing. They call it specifically FX on Hulu, but it's Hulu. Right. Uh you don't need another subscription on top of that, thankfully. No um, stars today. No stars ever for Fargo. Thank God. Um I believe that FX still has their own streaming app as well. So Yeah, like the F- but don't X Plus that. or something. I think so. D- maybe not. I haven't double checked that. For sure it's on Hulu. Yeah. So check it out there. Or if you want, uh, you can try and find a Blu-ray or DVD of it online. I have one to sell right here, actually. If whoever wants it, uh, just message me and I'll get it to you. Mm. Write us at thelastonesin at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> I don't plug our, our email very often, but whenever I do, it's for very odd reasons. And wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's the last the, ones in podcast. I did say the last ones in. Podcast. podcast. Oh, I didn't G-Mail. say podcast. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, e, if people want to get hold <laughs> Yeah, uh, we have a link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. Gives you a link to all our social media, uh, all the places you can listen to the podcast. I assume you probably know uh, <laughs> where you want to. And our Twitch stream every Wednesday, every Saturday, we play video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be playing through Super Sammy Roll. Uh, Robbie will be playing through Anodyne. Yeah. It might be done. I don't think so, though. Was Anodyne? Yeah. Is it pretty short? 
Uh, it depends how good he does in these next parts. All right, so at least That's two fair. more streams. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's all that. Um, I'm gonna show my stuff. Uh, vet, yeah, show. Uh, vet VR should be out the day after this podcast comes Ooh. out. Yeah, so uh, if you have VR, I recommend it because I made it. Uh, <laughs> even if you don't have VR, it if you wishlist it, it helps a bunch. Yeah, uh, the demo is on the Steam Demo Fest thing, right? Yeah, but that will be done by the time this comes out. But the demo will still be out. Yes. Okay, great. So the demo is still going to yeah, be out there yeah. for VR. Wishlist it. Try out the demo. If you have VR. Buy it 10 times. <laughs> Even if you don't have VR. <laughs> <laughs> Buy it for everybody you know. <laughs> Buy it and then put it and then sell the keys. I'm legally not allowed to say that. <laughs> oh, it fits perfectly in a stocking. <laughs> It's it's a perfect amount of letters to send to someone over Discord. Perfect amount of zeros and ones to fit the stocking. Uh, but yeah, so that's us. Um, tune in next month for more Fargo. Yeah, yeah. next month we'll have a lot more things going on before then. Yeah, but I think it's gonna be exciting. I think it's gonna be nice to have like a thing to just keep going back to for a little bit. We'll see. We'll see if it works out. We've yeah. not done it this way yeah. before, so. I mean to be fair, like our the last time that we tried watching a show, uh, on for for the podcast, it was. I think it took us like four months to get through eight episodes. You guys need to be like me. I get mine done in like a month every time I bring a show. You do, you do. <laughs> the last one was Robbie's show. It yeah. had the curse of Robbie. It was during weird times. There was holidays going on. Yeah, we were going between different platforms. It was a whole thing. Yeah, we finished it on Twitch to put it in. Ex- yes. We started it as a podcast thing and finished it on Twitch. Yeah. So it was a whole thing. Woof. Thus is the curse of Robbie. Th- but this is an official episode. So there you go. It'll mm-hmm. be right out there in the open for everybody. Anyway, Robbie. Yo. Get us out of here. Thank you for listening. Uh, thanks you for joining us on this little journey that we're trying out for the first time. And whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Rob. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, again, thank you, everybody out there. We will talk to you again very, very soon. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.